Boom, coming at you. This is Sam Norton with the DTF Podcast with another Just a Tad. Waka waka woo-hoo. Hello, hello, guys. Uh, welcome. Uh, thank you for listening again. Uh, we are today talking about something that is near and dear to my childhood. Um, Daffy Duck. I don't know if you could tell. We're going to be talking about Daffy Duck, but in particular, one uh, little short clip episode whatever you want to call it uh that uh i watched extensively when i was real little when i was uh you know i couldn't have been more than five i had this uh i had a couple of like looney tune vc or vhs tapes and uh this one in particular i had and i watched it so much i wore out the tape because with VHS tapes, the, the they have like a magnetic strip, and the more that you run it through the VH or the VCR, the more the magnetism doesn't hold up, and then it starts getting weird. Well, that tape is is pretty messed up because I watched it so much, and in particular, uh, to show you how much I love this uh, this episode that we're going to be listening to, this little short five year old Sam. I remember this very vividly. Five year old Sam laughed so hard at this episode, and I'll tell you what part in particular here in a second, but I laughed so hard at this episode, I puked. I was laughing so hard that I remember just like, and I just threw up all of our TV room floor, which was carpet, so I'm sure everybody was super, super happy that I did that, but uh, today's episode... We're going to be talking about the Daffy Duck shorts, Daffy Duck slash Porky Pig, the great comedic duo. Uh, This was released back in 1943. It's called Yankee Doodle Daffy. That's what what the story is called. The story was by Ted Pierce, and it was directed by Robert McKimson. Sorry. Let me try that again. Take two. Robert McKimson. Um... To uh, Pierce, great writer, uh, McKimson, great director of Looney Tunes. There are many, many different episodes. I'm not going to go through all of them. Uh, quite frankly, I don't want to. If you guys are interested uh, in their work after this, uh, please look them up. But they have, uh, if you watch, if you grew up with Looney Tunes uh, at all as a as a child, and you grew up specifically with the ones that went through the older ones that went through. 40s, 50s, and 60s, the the older ones, uh, chances are you love these guys' work, too. Uh, Pierce was fantastic uh, script writer, developer of uh, characters. He, he would pit uh, different characters uh, in the Looney Tunes pantheos together, and you get people like uh, uh, S- Sebastian and uh, Tweety Bird going together. You have Daffy Duck, Porky Pig going together. He 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 liked playing their personalities against each other. And uh, Robert McKimson, he was the director of a lot of these. He 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 was kind of the main guy back then, and uh, had his his he, he had a big crew uh, that he used to go through. Now because of that, Pierce was over Pierce the writer was overshadowed by other major writers uh, like uh, Warren Foster and Michael Maltese. Uh, they also were uh, big names in the cartoon industry back then. And, you know, they, they, he had uh, Robert McKimson kind of compiled a, a really good team of people to, you know, trudge out all these 
uh, cartoons that they used to play before movies back then. So you would have these little shorts uh, that before the movies the kids could watch and be entertained by. And uh, that's kind of how you got the Looney Tunes. And this was one uh, in particular. The reason I tell you it was in the 1940s is a lot of them were uh, propaganda back then. And not like crazy propaganda, but a lot of it had to do with the war. And I think I think um, it was uh, uh, kind of mandated by the government that a good percentage of them had to be. Because everything went into the war effort back then. And Hollywood, uh, animation, anything was no different from that. And this little short in particular I enjoy for reasons that we'll dissect later, but one is because it's one of the rare ones from back then that uh, didn't necessarily have a uh, propaganda twist. It was just, uh, it had a twist, kind of had a little, you know, a little wink and a nod to uh, uh, kind of a political satirizing some uh, Hollywood stuff that we'll get into, but th I kind of like that about this one. Now, uh, to give you guys a setup, because it is a cartoon, uh, basically what happens where we're going to come into the scene is uh, Daffy Duck walks into Porky Pig's office. Uh, Porky Pig is a talent agent who is just about to leave to go on vacation, I think with his wife. Uh, it's assumed that it's with his wife. And he's grabbing his hat, and he's going, he's about to walk out the door. Daffy busts in and starts uh, yapping his ear off. Now, Daffy Duck is an agent uh, for, uh, he has a little tiny version of Daffy Duck. The, the duck's got a big head, he's got one of those straw hats, and he's got a case with him, and he's sucking on a giant lollipop, right? And uh, he's a really tiny kid, and Daffy Duck comes in as his manager agent and is pitching him to... Uh, Porky Pig. So that's where we're at in the episode. Listen to it. We'll come back and talk about uh, what is kind of great about this whole episode and specifically about Daffy Duck in this situation. So uh, listen to it. We'll come right back. I just got there to need ten minutes to catch my plane. Hold everything, Fasso!
gives him a four-bar vamp, and the kid gives it to him like this. I'm just wild about Harry, and Harry's wild about me. Ah, the heavenly blisses of his kisses fills me with ecstasy. That's just a rough idea, you understand. He's the sweetest chocolate candy, and just like honey from a bee. Oh, I'm just wild about Harry, and he's just wild about Ken. Not do without he is from the south. Can't you hear me shout? Talking with my mouth, could you ever doubt? He's just wild about me. The kid finishes mid thunderous applause. Hooray! Hey! He takes a bow. They're screaming for an encore. Encore! Give us more. We want more. Let's have more. Give us some more. Give us some more. Ah, oh, but does the kid give him another song? No. He makes with a banjo solo, like so. Well, here's one the kid does that you like. Woohoo! Go, chicka boom, chicka boom, woohoo! Go, chicka boom, chicka boom! When sweetie down the road with a shinero, she makes up the caballero with something he can't resist. When she kisses him, he just like a salad with a dish of capastrano and a bunch of fighters' fists. When she loves him, Nicky Moonabum. She is the one, the Tamale, who can love him. Goodbye, golly, in September and November. Not to mention cold December in the springtime, in the summer, or when autumn leaves are falling. She will love him. Abum, shakabum, 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 la la. Though you're roaring in great living, laugh, Clara, laugh. <laughs> 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 I'm a cowboy, yes, sir, I am. Yes, sir, I am a cowboy, yes, sir, I am. I'm a cowboy, yes, sir, I am. Yes, sir, I am a cowboy. Over hill and over dale, we're always on the dusty trail. Hunting fox and hunting quail, tally ho! I am a hunting fool, giddy up, giddy up, giddy up. My horse and I are of the finest breed, giddy up, giddy up, giddy up. Just like the wind, I ride my sword steed. Sure of foot, sure of eye, feeling onions make me cry. This makes no sense, so do I. So don't you go and beat me, Daddy, to the nearest bar. Yeah! Goes into a finale, and what a finale! Stop it! Stop it! 
All right. Uh, uh, let's see what the kid can do. Okay, Sleepy. Do your stuff. Let's bring time blossoms bloom again in the garden. All right, that was Daffy Duck and Porky Pig doing what they do best and being like an Abbott and Costello type of character. Porky Pig always being the straight man and Daffy Duck always being the crazy one, which we're going to get into right now. Now, here's the thing. Daffy Duck, I, I got I to gotta show my hand right now. Daffy Duck, favorite cartoon character of all time. Uh, but the version I like is this version, the early Daffy Duck, the, the one that was created by the late, great Tex Avery. Uh, Tex Avery was a super famous, um, is a super famous cartoon legend back in the you know forties and fifties. It was, in my estimation, he was up there with Walt Disney, who of course came up with uh, Mickey Mouse and Chuck Jones, who later became famous with the Looney Tunes. Uh, Tex Avery came up with a lot of funny characters bugs bunny daffy duck uh the horny wolf that always uh chased the little redhead around he he was pretty prolific in in creating cartoons and i guarantee we will have a dissecting the frog episode just dedicated to him alone he was a huge influence on me uh kind of as a child and even as an adult i still like doing like little cartoons uh if you don't know Go over to my website, www.i, the letter I, samcomedy.com, backslash daydream, D-A-Y-D-R-E-A-M. Uh, I, I do a weekly comic, Monday and Wednesday, with a buddy of mine, Mike Wiley, and uh, yeah, I love, doing, I love doing cartoons and comics. It is a, it's a little hobby and slash passion of mine, and it's 100% spurred on by Tex Avery and that kind of whole uh, group of dudes that came out. Now, let's get back. Sorry. I wanted to let you guys know why I'm talking about cartoons. I talked about the Animaniacs, so if you're ever wondering, that's why. I love cartoons. I love I love that childhood whimsy of humor still, too. Um, now, here's the thing. Uh, like I was saying, Daffy Duck uh, was created by Tex Avery. He was created, all right? Daffy Duck, it, it seems like now, I don't know when it happened. It seemed... seemed seem like maybe the 70s where Daffy Duck has all of a sudden just become the butt of every joke and he's he's like the I don't know he he's like the like if you guys ever watch Family Guy he's like the Meg uh Griffin or if you ever watch The Office he's like the uh Toby character like the guy that just always gets shit on that type of character he was that character before that character became uh, I, I don't know. It seems like every seems like every comedy show or movie has that character where they're just shit on and hated for no reason. Um, and that that's kind of what Daffy Ducks has become. But I like the version of Daffy Duck I like 
is the version I think he was intended for, which Tex Avery made him this this like crazy insane i mean daffy that's where daffy that's where it came from he was crazy insane he was a screwball and he did that because in the in the 30s whenever daffy duck was created there were so many kind of average joe pick yourself up by your bootstraps you got to remember it was you know in the 30s it was the great depression so there needed to be these like protagonist characters right there needed to be these guys that uh were kind of everyday joe schmoes that that won the day you know mickey mouse was that for a very long time popeye was definitely that he was a sailor and the the big brute would always come and try to take his lady or his whatever and he would beat him up you know that was that was kind of the the cartoons of the day and around this time tex avery started really playing with characters and he came up with daffy duck he was like you know what i'm gonna make just this insane fucking almost anarchist, right? He just he just did a bunch of crazy, crazy shit. And uh, that's the Daffy Duck I like. And you see that in this episode, right? He's all over the place. He is just uh, fast-talking, spitballing, high-flying, Rolls-Royce driving. I don't know why I'm quoting uh, Ric Flair right now, but he, he was this larger-than-life, uh character in here right and he's also slimy he's a slimy little agent right i mean throughout the throughout the little short he busts in and porky pig can't get a word in he's i mean it's a lot like this conversation you just have to hear me talk your ear off and he can't get a word in porky pig's just like no i just want to go and he runs away from him there's a part in there where you'll like hear an airplane uh, and you were probably wondering what the fuck's going on, because it is a visual medium in some aspects, but, uh, yeah, whenever you hear an airplane, he runs away from him, and, he, and uh, Daffy Duck chases him out and just continues his pitch, and, uh, you know, Porky Pig got upset and finally was like, all right, what? Uh, but this, I, to me, this, the, the sketch showcases two things, okay? Uh, and, it, it, and it's what makes Daffy Duck an indelible character to me. Uh, number one, like I said, he's the personification of madness, right? And if we can break it down, if if jokes are predicated on twists of logic and pattern that is set up, right? That's a joke. You go A, B, and if you're expecting C, you give them D, right? So you go A, B, D, or A, B, Z, right? Then... The, the 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 looniest of the tunes, right? Looney Tunes uh, do that twist, right? And the looniest of the tunes, which I would argue was Daffy Duck for a very long time, gives your funny bone whiplash almost. <laughs> like, instead of doing ABD, he'll go ABZ. And even more than that, he'll go ZY3. You know what I mean? Like, you'll think that you're dealing with letters, and then he'll give you the end of the letters and then he'll just go into numbers and you're like what the fuck just happened right he was just that, that much energy and uh almost uh this chaotic uh, exuberance that it, it, it was just it was it was it was madness it was like walking into a room with with a herd of horny cats uh, mixed with uh, hornet 
hot beehives and hornet hives mixed with uh, champagne bottles going off. Like there's a there's anything that flies out of his mouth, his fast talking willingness, and then his ability to go anywhere and everywhere, not only with conversation but with activity. Being a cartoon, it was just sensory overload, right? And I mean that's I can guarantee that's why five year old Sam was so. He was just awestruck by the hilarity of this situation. Now, the thing that made me laugh the most is when um, you couldn't see it, but you could definitely hear it. He he keeps going behind a curtain. So he starts off with the singing and he's like, ah, it's a rough idea, you see, right? And he's doing like a slow pitch and a slow roll of his hand. And at one point he closes it and he's like, yeah, it goes into, he goes into a bigger music number and he closes the curtain comes back out he's dressed in full caribbean woman gear like he's got this like hula skirt type thing on he's got a he's got a cloth bra and he's got a hat like a tower hat made of fruit like bananas and pineapples and shit and he's got lipstick on and that's when he's doing the boom chicka boom chicka boom 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 almost like charo i don't even know i i think that was a uh old celebrity like music star but or uh, based off of it, but that boom, chicka boom, chicka boom. I, when I was a kid, I was not expecting that. I, you, you're expecting him to do something else and not just come out dressed in drag, for one thing, and then two, uh, to just sing like a weirdo, just boom, chicka boom, chicka boom. When you love me, uh, so the, his his ability to create a joke like any of the other looney tunes they would create something but his ability to then on top of that just twist logic to its almost its breaking point where you're like what the fuck is going on because even that even later uh porky pig goes uh super fast gets on a plane right you hear that and he relaxes and the guy who's flying the plane is daffy duck right and then he jumps out the plane daffy duck actually becomes his parachute there's so much shit that happens in this episode that uh again it's visual i apologize but i i just want to explain that not only the jokes the the uh kind of sonic jokes that you guys can hear but there are on top of that probably three or four visual jokes that are on top of that because he is just the embodiment of chaos right or at least he used to be now he's just an asshole but uh that's why i like this so much and number two so let me get to number two the other thing that i think this thing showcases in daffy duck and uh in general what i liked about the cartoons back then was I believe uh, he's. I believe Daffy Duck is at his best when he is used in a subversive cultural way. I know that's a little heavy-handed to say about a goddamn Looney Tune, but hear me out, okay? This episode showcases the bullshit pitch, okay? And it's it's the bullshit pitch not only in sales but mainly in inter- in the entertainment business, and one that I've seen. Uh, quite a bit, okay? Uh, specifically, like, he, the, the whole episode, I mean, it, you, you just listen, it's like five minutes long, right? The whole little short is Daffy Duck pitching his client, the little, the little duck that I told you, right? Pitching him and saying what he can do and how amazing he is and everything that is uh, beautiful, or not beautiful, but everything that is just uh, amazing about his client, right? He gets done doing all these tricks he's he's singing he's dancing he's juggling he's he's doing he's doing all this amazing shit and at the very end 
uh, this little duck just kind of sings in a baritone voice, uh, in a, or bassy voice, and then coughs halfway through, uh, one note, and then it's done. It's, uh, it's almost like a Rube's Goldberg machine. It's one of those machines that, like, kicks a boot, lights a candle, then the candle, you know, fucking... I don't know, melts a string, and then the string... You, you guys know what a Rube Goldberg machine... That's basically what this whole episode is. It's this huge build-up to nothing. And it's... And, and even... I mean, not nothing, because there is a twist even on the kid, but the whole episode itself is its own joke, right? So the smaller joke is that this kid... Uh, this little tiny duck has such a baritone voice, right? That's kind of a, that's a funny little gag. But the meta joke on this whole thing is that, uh, yeah, Daffy Duck was doing all this amazing shit. He should be the one that's the, the performer, you know, the, 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 the one that, uh, is pitching himself to Porky Pig. And, uh, so that, that's kind of the meta joke, but the, the show, the subversiveness is showing the bullshit side of of uh, Hollywood or of the entertainment business is that there are just these, uh, you know, snake oil charmers and peddlers that are out there going like, oh, this guy's great. He can do this. He can do that. And then it turns out he can't do it. But they're such a salesman sleazy asshole that they'll say anything just to – just to get signed or get a buck or anything. And Daffy Duck could play that easily because he's he's the personification of chaos. And Daffy Duck's greatest quality to me is uh, his, his character is never... His character is only enhanced by sleaziness. Now, they have carried that over into the newer... Uh, cartoons that uh, Daffy Duck is always greedy and sleazy and just does anything to win. I do like that, and that part has always been part of Daffy. And I I like that he's he's one of the very few characters where he's a good guy. You you root for Daffy, you like him, but you also know that he's kind of a shitbag, <laughs> and he's always been that way, and he's always gonna be that way. But he shows you shit like that. There's another episode um i'm not gonna go too far into it but i wanted to kind of showcase that aspect of daffy that he's he's the anti-hero he's a real shitbag but you somehow like him uh there's a, another episode that was from the same same uh team i don't know if it's the same writer i don't think uh pierce did it but i know robert uh mckimson uh did direct it it was called draft draft t dafty draft t daffy sorry uh, and what it was about was Daffy Duck was, uh, it was back in the, uh, time of the draft during World War II, and, uh, it was a whole little short episode where <laughs> basically Daffy Duck was, uh, being a, uh, a draft dodger, right? He was being the thing that I don't think in America you can be anything worse than that, especially during wartime. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, there was there was huge, huge protests over it during the Vietnam War. I can't even imagine, uh, and that was a war that really nobody was behind for majority of the time. But I can't imagine being a, dra- a, a, a <laughs> being a draft dodger during World War Two, especially in America. And yet Daffy Duck was doing it. There was a whole thing about it. 
And the beauty about it, so you're kind of the the bad guy is this like weird in the episode. The bad guy is this like weird bald. He he almost looks like Elmer Fudd, uh, guy who keeps showing up. It's almost like he he was Elmer Fudd mixed with Tweety Bird, where looked like Elmer Fudd, but he would always or Droopy. I'm sorry, Droopy had this ability too. So does Tweety Bird, but always had this ability to show up where they didn't want. Uh, you know, whoever it was didn't want him to show up or would just really fuck him over. And so Daffy Duck's the whole episode trying so hard to get away from uh, this uh, guy who's delivering his papers that he's drafted. And he tries so hard that he ends up, uh, I think he explodes and he ends up in hell. <laughs> and then Daffy Duck's like, oh my God, I'm in hell. But then he, he goes, you know what? At least I don't have to go over sees and at the very end of it the devil pulls off like off his face and it's the the draft guy and so what a subversive political message in that one too where daffy duck saying i would rather go to hell than go to world war you know overseas during world war ii and so and then they they throw him in hell like there's nobody worse there's nobody worse than a draft dodger is what they were saying but at the very end they give a little wink and they're like you know who's worse the guy who gets to stick around and send everybody else out to war like what a fucking twist on that you know what i mean so not only are they attacking the entertainment business but then they were attacking the political system at that time uh and i i i love i love animation's ability to to do that to um to attack something you know pretty uh, <laughs> pretty substantial but uh it's you know can be disarming and then when you have such a unique fun beautiful character as daffy duck to where you can put all the sleaze and grime and scum of humanity into him and he's still indelible and and enjoyable uh i i don't think you can mix a better alchemy into something so uh yeah that that that's my dissection of yankee yankee doodle daffy uh i i liked it when i was five years old and i love it now that i'm 29 years old so i hope you enjoyed it please go out and watch it you can find it on youtube you can find uh you can go out and buy uh try to buy tex avery cartoons that's uh chuck jones was great uh i'm a friend of of tex avery and uh robert mckimson uh those would be the the people i would say go back to the third go back to the 30s 40s 50s those i think that was the golden age of cartoons where they had balls enough to say something and really really be funny and at the same time you can watch it with your kids you can enjoy it so uh go out and find your own funny please and uh join us back next time uh with our next episode of the dtf podcast please like share subscribe uh or join follow whatever you want to call it um and comment like i said please comment Give me, give me, I want this to be a dialogue between us. I, I, you know, we're all comedy nerds. If you're listening to this, you're a comedy fucking nerd. So nerd out with me. Tell me what you think about this. Tell me what you think about anything. I, I, I am more than happy to discuss shit with you guys because, uh, you know, I don't, I don't do this for money. I do this for us. This is, this is our little time together. So whether you're washing clothes or driving or at work or pooping, whatever you're doing, I, I, uh. You know, you got your phones on you, send me a little message. Say, hey, what's up? And uh, please follow everything else I do. Uh, I have dates coming up. Uh, you can find them on my website. That's isamcomedy.com. You can also 
Uh, you know, follow my comics. Like I said, I have I have my comics on my website too. So I uh, I love you all very much. Please go out and find your own laughter and join us back next time on the DTF podcast. My name is Sam Norton. I love you all very much. Bye.